gross since our sixth grade gym teacher said good job at the end of class, then massaged our shoulders that were somehow on the front of our bodies. And it doesn't get any better in adulthood because sexual harassment is rampant in every profession imaginable. Medicine, finance, technology, academia, publishing, restaurants. We tried to find one place where women were safe, so we googled sexual harassment Antarctica and we found this article from five days ago. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Antarctic geologist accused of sexually harassing and assaulting female researchers. Oh, God. And it took place two decades ago, but I guess in light of Harvey Weinstein or whatever, they felt comfortable coming forward. Or Bill O'Reilly or whatever. 20 is... years ago. Yeah. Um, I hope that all these stories are leading us toward a time where everybody agrees, well, every normal person agrees that this is not something that's cool or yeah. or you need to keep quiet about or nobody's going to believe you or, or whatever. And it happens with men, too, uh, I guess, in Hollywood. James Vanderbeek, he's a, that's a famous name. I don't know the celebs. He was from Dawson's Creek, uh, okay. kind of late 90s varsity blues actor. Uh, for any, he tweeted out, for anyone judging the women who stayed silent, read this for perspective. Also, for anyone brushing off harassment as boys being boys, he said, I've had my ass grabbed by older, powerful men. I've had them corner me in inappropriate sexual conversations when I was much younger, 20 years old. Um, but he was a child star, right? Well, yeah, that's 20 years old was when he got his Dawson's Creek thing, and that was okay. not his first acting gig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I understand the shame, powerlessness, and ability to blow the whistle. There's a power dynamic that feels impossible to overcome. I got to admit, I won't be as judgmental when I say it this time. I don't get the psychology of when you're then much, much older and really successful and very wealthy. I don't, I don't quite get the psychology of of keeping your mouth shut then, like the uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's and the um, what's your name, the the human. Well, as I as I tried to. Explain yesterday, I think the psychology is it will do no good. You are standing yelling at the tide when you call out a Harvey Weinstein. Too powerful, too many lawyers, you will accomplish nothing but get an enemy. I think that's the psychology. Maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, maybe that's moral cowardice, but... Uh, speaking of James Vanderbeek and that sort of thing, I'd mentioned to you earlier a, a listener whose son gave up his acting dream because the sexual... Harassment um, of him from gay fellas in Hollywood. The if you want to roll, you got to do this was so constant. He just said, I can't take it anymore. And he stopped. And dad heard us talking about it and actually cried because he said, I was so glad somebody's willing to talk about it because it's so disgusting and relentless. And the child molestation of the child actors. You know, there are a couple of actors directing in Hollywood who have been convicted of child molestation. Uh, The guy who, uh, I don't, you know, I ought to get the names right, but um, there are a handful of guys who are are working, but but they're good directors, and they make good movies, and so, you know, they overlook it. It's just, it's a moral cesspool. But it happens in all different uh, areas of life, as Samantha Bee was just talking about. Yeah, and we have way more of these than than we could share with you. In fact, I I should have scanned and and seen uh, you know seen which ones uh, if more had come in overnight. I know they have. Um, uh, based on personal experience, I have thoughts as to why victims of men like Harvey Weinstein don't speak out and then sometimes come out of the woodwork when one victim does. As a nineteen to twenty year old college student in the late seventies. 
at a part-time job at a large store in the Bay Area. There was one young, large, muscular man who also worked there who, with the aid of two side thugs, regularly trapped me in the break room, tried to force on me kisses and horrible, filthy sex talk. Escaping the break room, didn't even talk him, etc., etc. The thing was, I was terrified of him. What might happen to me if I reported him? I contemplated quitting over the few weeks this went on, but when I entered the break room to find him doing similar things to a girl I supervised, I realized I had no choice. Etc. My point is that m- maybe most victims are just plain afraid of the consequences of reporting these guys. Um, similar to my not wanting to allow another victim, when someone finally does speak out and then gets blamed or discredited, those other victims rise to support her or him with their own stories. So, so physical fear. And um, also, if you're not super mm-hmm. rich, quitting your job is not a minor thing. Right. Right. I, you know, we've taken some fairly harsh criticism for questioning in tones that were not sympathetic enough why the women did do this or didn't do this or whatever. And by we, I mean Jack. Um, it's not an uncommon question. I'm looking at the text line. It's a pretty common thing people ask. Doesn't mean it's right or I, not inconsiderate, but. I, I would agree with both both points. It is. Here's what I would suggest. It is a question. It's not a rhetorical question. There is an answer to it, usually. Um, Why didn't they say something is not a rhetorical question. It's an important question. And anyone who's at all familiar with abused children, battered spouses, uh, uh, harassed female employees and male employees and and raped children, etc., etc., why didn't they say something is not an effing rhetorical question. It's a complicated question with complicated answers. But moving along, unless you don't want to move along. Would you like to move along? I'm all for moving along. Let's move along. I'm a 30-year-old woman. I can tell you this behavior occurs far more than other people realize or like to admit. Uh, what's more, the males, not men. I like that. You're no man. You act like this. You're not a man. You're, a, you're an overgrown bully boy. Uh, who exhibit such behavior seem to think it's completely normal. There's truly nothing wrong with their blasphemous behavior. I can't count for you the many times I've been treated in this manner, proposition with such disgusting behavior, etc. I even knew a man who had the same fetish as Harvey Weinstein. He got off on stripping down and masturbating right in front of me. Wow. I was young at the time. I had absolutely no idea what to do, and I can recall freezing as if a train was headed straight for me and beginning to cry. I didn't even realize I was crying until I got to my car and noticed my entire face was wet. Oh, my God. Um, I, on, the, on the end of the pervo, who, I, who should be shot, I'm all for that being a, uh, a shooting offense. Um, how do you think you're going to get away with it? They clearly do, but I just can't imagine. I would I I would think you know if I do this the police are going to be at my, at my house in five minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean you, you wouldn't think you could do that. You know from the theme, I can't imagine why you would want to do that. From the theme of two sided coins and all coins are two sided. Our completely overly sexualized society I don't think is healthy. The crumbling of the family isn't healthy. The slut culture isn't healthy. A lot of this stuff is bad. On the other hand, it wasn't long ago that a woman was so embarrassed to say penis or masturbating or, or, or a child or whatever was taught that we never, ever talk about sex in any way that vic- victims could be further victimized because the, the perpetrators knew they wouldn't say anything. So 
you know, I, I'd like to find some sort of nice middle ground uh, if we could as a society. But at least people are more comfortable saying this is what happened to me. Um, uh, it was as if he enjoyed the fact I was shocked and terrified. He absolutely was. I will, uh, I'll be honest, hearing all these newly revealed stories has made me realize even further and more strongly just how wrong this behavior is. And as a woman or man, if you don't shut it down immediately, you almost make it okay for these nasty folks. Not okay. Enjoy, you guys. You're fabulous. No, you're fabulous. Anonymous. Um, I have a friend married to a man just like Harvey Weinstein. Everything you've said described exactly the way he behaved. Wow. Um... Uh, you know, a lot of interesting details here, which I thank you for. We really don't have time, but just like Weinstein, he engaged in a campaign to humiliate anyone that tried to report the behavior, including his wife, who he portrayed as crazy, gold-digging, a psychopath. Friends suddenly stopped communicating. She was deleted from social media. His wife feared for her own employment. He fought back hard. These type of men are evil and dangerous. You know who else did that? Bill Clinton. I have to mention that every time. It just reminds me of those stories of when someone had come forward, they would find dirt on the woman and destroy her. Jennifer Flowers, Paula Jones, whoever. My only, including Hillary being involved in my it. My only quibble. Yes, yes, yes. My only quibble is that Bill almost never threw the punches. He had Hillary throw the punches. Yeah, yeah. She was the designated victim blamer. Which is, you know, one of many reasons to dislike her. When I was 22, I worked as a dental assistant. Whenever I was in the back office cleaning instruments, setting up trays, etc., the dentist would come back and pretend he had to squeeze by me and push his crotch into my butt. It was gross and weird, but it didn't scare me, so I ignored it. A few weeks later, I walked in on him feeling up a woman on nitrous. Oh, my God. I told the other doctor in the office who called and turned him in. He lost his license but was not prosecuted because I guess the case was not strong enough, despite having a witness and the woman remembering it but was paralyzed and unable to stop him. Oof. Yeah, oof. You know what's interesting to me is the psychology of women putting up with it, but if they see somebody else getting the same treatment, saying, that's it. Hmm. Um, which is, that's an interesting psychological uh, phenomenon. Uh, fellas, too. Um, I like sexual pleasure. I just don't understand. Hey, me too. Yeah, I just don't understand getting sexual pleasure from some of these things you just described. I just, that that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be that great. There ain't enough minutes in the day to describe all the kinks that are out there. And finally this. Anonymous writes, I was about 23 years old. The general manager thought that since the office collected money to buy me a bouquet of roses for my birthday, that he had the right to touch me inappropriately. He put his arm around me after they sang happy birthday to me and laid his right hand on my hip slash butt backside. I pulled away from him and in front of everyone, stuck my finger in his face and told him with great emphasis, nobody touches me there except my husband. I've told that awesome. I've told that story to many young women since and hopefully given them the courage to do the same. That is those, awesome. Those kind of guys have to be called out quickly, loudly, publicly, with emphasis. As a side note, the GM walked up to me later that day and said, that wasn't sexual harassment. It was more of a plea. This was right, back in 1985 right. when that phrase was kind of a new thing. I didn't do anything else about it. I felt like he'd been publicly recommended enough. Um, da, da, da. I love how you guys are handling this. Didn't uh, we briefly all have to say harassment? Wasn't that a thing for a while? Please. That's the way the British pronounce it. The British with their crumbling empire in their teeth. Please. <laughs> Please. That reminds me. I heard a Lexus commercial the other day, and the voiceover talent was an English lady trying to sell me a Lexus. Now, I know it's because Americans will buy 
anything from anyone with an English accent for some reason. But that's a Japanese car company. Shouldn't you have a lady with a Japanese accent trying to sell me a Lexus? Why the Brit? It's manipulation. That's what it is. <laughs> it's good to take a stand on these sorts of things. Oh, I'll be holding a fundraiser. We'll be wearing a uh, pearl-colored cover- ribbon. How about the ever-evolving timeline on the Las Vegas story and the scumbag shooter? Now, a lot of you with your conspiracy theories, it's because the timeline never made sense. Well, it didn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. Yep. And the sheriff agrees with you. If you haven't heard the latest, it's pretty interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I've liked a lot of New York Yankees teams, but I hate the whole New York Yankee thing. Like, for instance, they got out of the first round big effing deal, and it's a national story because they're the New York Yankees. When my West Coast teams win the World Series, it doesn't make the news at all. Every other year for the better part of a decade. <laughs> it doesn't right, make yeah. the news. The Yankees get out of the first round for the first time in five years, and oh my God, is everybody watching? Shut up. Uh, long, angry email, uh, which I'll hang on to and, and excerpt in a little while, maybe maybe tomorrow, uh, bringing d- up uh, Donald J. Trump's long history of alleged sexual harassment, etc. Okay, see, I don't know that. So. Uh, juxtaposed with Bill Clinton. Uh, there were claims. I remember that. Okay. The whole grab them by the meow. Well, um, I, I remember that. Of course. Who could forget it? We're coming up on the one-year anniversary. <laughs> We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Billy Bush tapes. Yeah, I remember during the campaign, some of the stuff came out, you know, in a in a hotel room or at Mar-a-Lago or pushed me up against a wall. I can't remember all of it, but... Okay, if we're, all right, uh, fair enough. we're talking about it tomorrow, I'll talk about it tomorrow. All right. Um, so this is pretty damned interesting. A lot, a lot of you had questions about the timing with the Las Vegas shooter. This doesn't match up. Why did it take so long for this to happen? If that happened then, why didn't the cops blah, blah, blah? And I kind of ignored that somewhat out of your conspiracy nuts, and these things always happen with these shootings. But now, uh, well, the sheriff's even saying this is kind of weird, and this is what we found out yesterday. Hotel staffers at the Mandalay Bay did not call Las Vegas police until after Paddock started his shooting spree. They didn't call after the security guard got shot. See, that's the six minutes I can't figure out. Nobody can figure it out. Other than just unbelievable sloppiness or an assumption that somebody else must have called. Or, or, or let's Well, let's establish this. Did the security officer tell anybody I've oh, yeah. been shot? Oh, yeah. An anonymous source who has reviewed the records told ABC's World News Tonight that employees initially refused to alert authorities even after security guard Jesus Campos took a bullet in the leg. Remember, he goes to the door and scumbag shoots 200 rounds at him, hits him in the leg. Campos reportedly alerted his superiors. He he called them on the walkie-talkie right away and informed them that somebody was shooting at him through the door. But strangely, nobody called the cops. In addition, security staffers failed to notify police when Mandalay Bay maintenance engineer 
Stephen Shuck told them that he, too, was being fired at. So a second person was being fired at. What the hell? Call the police. Someone's firing a gun up here. Someone's firing a rifle on the 32nd floor down the hallway. Shuck can be heard saying on audio tapes released Wednesday by the hotel. The engineer reportedly radioed his employers, letting them know what happened and what room Paddock was in after being asked by the hotel to do so, yet nobody did anything. According to ABC's source, hotel staff didn't inform authorities about Paddock until after the killing concert killing of concert goers began um campos several minutes later campos was shot roughly shot campos was shot roughly six minutes before the retiree opened fire so it's unclear how long paddock started shooting that the security officials finally called the police but so it was at least six minutes at least six minutes after they shot their security guard, somebody shot the security guard through the window. You know, they didn't know what was going on at that point. But he says, hey, somebody just shooting at me. Six minutes go by. Nobody calls the police. Eventually starts shooting the concert goers. Then everybody's calling the police. That is a mind-boggling dereliction of duty. Well, and and I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if people have realized I have the blood of Six hundred people on on me, and fifty eight deaths. Because if I'd have called the police, and they immediately got up there, it might have, might have gotten to him before it even started. It's certainly possible. It certainly would have been a hell of a lot shorter. I mean, there there is there is some serious. You've got some responsibility on you. Culpability, yeah. Hor- I just I can't even picture it. I you know I've talked about this before. I've run into situations where people. Some people were just not able to act. They just couldn't be the person to do something. They just stood there waiting for somebody else to do something. And and but this I, is their I, specific I understand jobs. That. Well, right. I understand that in humanity. But if you're security at a major casino and somebody says, oh, my God, they're shooting at me. And you don't in a six minute span call the cops. And I get the sense from the way from the multiple stories I've read about this, there was a bunch of people. Like he called down to the the office downstairs, right. they're shooting at me. So it's not just a person. There's a bunch of people that for whatever's I wonder if it's the everybody assumed somebody else did. I don't know. That is the only thing I can come up with, and that's that's really hard to believe. I I am completely befuddled. I can imagine anything, and I can't imagine what caused that? I'm be- completely befuddled. Two different employees saying, holy S, they've shot me. Yeah, I know it's an interesting thing. You know, my... Um, Do they have no protocols? My situation at the restaurant a while back where that guy's screaming, I'm going to effing F and kill your kids and you and everything like that. Yeah. Nobody dialed 911. I did. There's a bunch of people watching. I think I would dial 911 if I saw somebody screaming at kids, I'm going to effing kill you. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't, but I I think I would. I absolutely would. 100%. Um, I just. But nobody did. I had to call 911 while I had one hand up thinking I'm going to have to fight this guy. So I don't know. The the hotel people. But yeah, like I said, a restaurant patron, it's it's not your job and training to call 911 in a crazy situation. Right, the, the, you could certainly make the argument, but it's a different situation. Yeah, I gotta believe they've run through a number of scenarios with security at these major hotels, and what do we do if if this happens? We do this. If this happens, we do that. Um, and nobody called the police, so at least six minutes were wasted. 
When it, cops could have gotten up there and engaged him, and then he would have had his guns pointing at them instead of the cops. And all those people would have lived. Almost certainly, or a lot of those people would have lived. That, I just, uh, again, I, I have no words. Well, that's why conspiracies are running wild, because it doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, but I don't, it's, it's always stupidity and failure and cowardice. I mean, it's almost never a grand conspiracy, in, in spite of the fact that some of you people think, you know, every time a, a, you know, a red light is out at your local intersection, there's some grand conspiracy, but c- a conspiracy of what for whom? Justify gun laws or whatever, that never works. I don't know. I wonder if there's going to be all kinds of crazy lawsuits going on over this. The hotel put PR over safety, one texter said. Didn't want to alarm guests. I I can't believe that. Uh, You think you're going to hush up the fact that somebody's firing bullets into the hallway? Mm, Yes. Really? Yes. One, your two employees... Got shot at way up on the 32nd floor. There's no reason to freak everybody out. We're making a million dollars a second. Let's uh, let's let's deal with this. Let's you keep would it have, quiet. You would have sirens and maybe the police shutting down the whole hotel for a while. It's a horrifically irresponsible decision. It's morally indefensible. And, and it's also logically indefensible. You've got to believe these places have security protocols. You're telling me when somebody gets shot in a casino, they all stand around and say, what do you think we ought to do? I've got multiple friends who've gone from law enforcement on one level or another to being now in charge of security for private companies. That's what they do is figure out how do we prevent this? How do we deal with this? And they drill and they go over it and they work with authorities and over and over and over again. You can't tell me a casino that makes, God, how much money do they make a second? Somebody do that math. They have no security protocols for somebody gets shot. That'd be interesting if it turns out that they try to keep that sort of stuff quiet. What do you think we ought to do? Should we like go see if, uh, I don't know, if they're not mad anymore and ask them to stop shooting? Or I don't know. We could call the cop. Well, don't call the cops yet. I don't. I don't know. What do you think we should? That, that can't be. How disappointed would you be if at your workplace somebody starts shooting at you and you call and say, "Hey, they're shooting at me over here," and nobody does anything? <laughs> Wouldn't that be maddening? Wow, that sucks, dude. Just nothing. Just no response. Crazy. So uh, the an average of twenty three Vegas casinos in twenty thirteen make six hundred thirty thousand dollars a day. What? So the University of Las Vegas found that the 23 Vegas casinos bringing in over $72 million each in the 2013 fiscal year. uh, That's an average of $630,000 per day. But the overall point being they make a hiney load of money um, (laughs) per day, per hour, whatever. And uh, so you're thinking that maybe they wanted to just, we'll we'll deal with this on the 32nd floor. The people on the 33rd floor and the 29th floor or whatever, they don't need to know this is happening. They're downstairs gambling. They're having a good time. We want all the people downstairs in the casino. We don't want cops running through with guns in the air. We can't have that. Yeah. You think that somebody made that Sean, decision? Sean, I don't know where you're getting your number, but I think a McDonald's franchise makes $630,000 over the course of a year. Right, but a McDonald's <laughs> franchise doesn't have the other end of the coin of sometimes they have to pay out a million-dollar jackpot. <laughs> they do if I find a finger in my chili. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, uh, this is from Business Insider. They're usually pretty good. <laughs> if I find some broken glass in my burger, you're paying out.
That's why I carry broken glass in my purse. (laughs) Are you sure you're not looking at the figures for Ely, Nevada? (laughs) (laughs) What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, Vanity Fair report, former Trump advisor Steve Bannon saying the odds are against the president finishing out his first term. We got North Korea warning the U.S. is lighting the wick of war. And we have an impending asteroid flyby today that's going to be live streamed to the world. Yeah, this thing is going to be close. I mean... like it, it hits another asteroid or a strong wind or something. Yeah. Like it'll mess up your hair. It's Can like it getting whiz, whiz by like that. Exactly. Duck. Duck. Yes. <laughs> Bit of note, that number I gave was just for gaming. That didn't include, like, rooms, food, all the other ways right. that the hotels can make money. So gotcha. it, it is more than that. Stay fake tuned. News, fake news. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. In the day, even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Any more on the whole power lines being down, PG&E to blame for the fire thing that's out there as a news story today? Wow, that's something, isn't it? All the reports were that uh, when the wind started coming in, that's when uh, people were calling uh, and reporting power lines down and uh, transformers blowing up. And that's what they think may have sparked a number of the fires in Northern California. And then the wind took it from there. Yep. I've got a uh, uh, someone I know who says it's disgruntled employees. We're claiming that? What? Claiming that well, to a, a news organization yeah. listening to the tapes. Right. Interesting. I'm thinking it's... Sounds pretty likely. Seems reasonably plausible that unbelievable winds blew over power lines and started to fire in an incredibly dry area. Well, and one fire becomes two fires yep. in a 70-mile-per-hour wind sure. in a hell of a hurry. And once you got two fires, you got five fires, and you yeah. can do the rest of the math right. yourself. Speaking of which, let's get the latest with Marsha Phillips. Winds are picking up again in Northern California. They're expected to be gusting up to 45 miles an hour today, along with low humidity north of San Francisco, where at least 23 people have died, and at least 3,500 <laughs> homes and businesses have been destroyed. Hundreds of people are still missing. Meanwhile, in Southern California, full containment of that devastating Canyon Fire 2 in Orange County is now expected by this weekend. That fire's about 60% contained. You know, for people who are listening around the country, we already have a national show. Um, We read an email earlier today that, that made it clear in a way that I don't think the news coverage has. High schools burnt down to nothing. Department stores, yeah. uh, strip malls, uh, the, the hotels, major hotels burnt down to the foundation. Right. I mean, this is not just a little subdivision here, a couple of houses there. I mean, it's just entire swaths of towns and cities are gone. Former White House chief strategist Steve Bannon reportedly thinks President Trump's only got a 30% chance of completing his full term. That's according to a report in Vanity Fair by Gabriel Sherman, who says part of Bannon's reasoning is the ongoing Russia investigation, but there are some other things at play. Bannon feels that Trump is uh, abandoning the nationalist base and is picking fights with everyone, including Mitch McConnell, has basically no friends in Washington. And he is a very isolated president. I think that is the thinking behind how he thinks he might not make it a full term. Well, still, there's a mechanism that has to be used to get him out of office, or maybe he quits, but... Is this the same story that says, uh, has Trump quoted as saying, I hate everybody in the White House? Yep. The the problem I have with this, and Vanity Fair is a pretty legit 
organization. Pretty. But so are a lot of the other news organizations out there that haven't reported that the Secretary of Defense came out yesterday, said, I was in the meeting, and Donald Trump never said he wanted to increase our nuclear arsenal tenfold. And I don't get why nobody else is reporting that other than Fox and Breitbart. One of the most respected men in America has said that it's absolutely false. I was there. Didn't happen. Well, and he actually said that the news report was what was irresponsible. irresponsible. Yes, Sean? This kind of an inaccurate reporting is irresponsible. There, There is a trend, especially among young journalists when they first get in to, to reporting and being a, a journalist, where they need to learn that you are not the mouthpiece for your sources. If your source comes to you, you don't just print that as the story. You need to do <laughs> reporting. You need to do verification. And I... I, I think you've nailed it. But yeah, absolutely. I, I get the sense that with the dissolving of local news coverage, kind of more Huffington Post style coverage of these things, more and more people are just saying, "Oh, my source told me this. That's good as gold. Print it. Let's right. go." But okay, that's that's. Well, that I rem- think that's true, and I believe that, and that could happen here. <laughs> yeah. But how about a source like the SecDef? Is that right. not worse right. re- repeating what he said yesterday? Right. Hey, by and, the way, and I watched NBC <laughs> News last night. Brian Williams did the story for twenty minutes. And never mentioned the Secretary of Defense, oh, by the way, denies this story. How do you leave that out and call yourself a real news organization? Everything is opinion-based now. There's there's no such thing as a real effort to be an objective news site. I just think it's died. I think somebody has decided there's no money in it. We have to uh, kowtow to a particular audience or another. And I just, it's goodbye to the tradition, the, the short live tradition of reasonably balanced journalism. Uh, speaking of just going with what your source told you, we've actually made Snopes.com our whole Raiders story. The Raiders offensive line letting Derek Carr get his ass kicked in revenge for him standing for the anthem. Uh, we're on there. Uh, whether our story is valid or not is uncertain. Ha-ha! So we're, we didn't get the big red X. Um, so it's still possibly true, yeah. according to Snopes. Well, yeah, and I still trust our source. The only thing I regret is that... Deep route, our source, said essentially, you know, Carr never got sacked last year. And I repeated that when, of course, he did get sacked. And I should have dug into the stats. Um, and, and, and so that was a little sloppy, although we were passing on rumors about football teams. I mean... Let's face it. My favorite words. The the repercussions for this will be none. There were a couple times where I saw saw the story quoted on their sports talk show, Armstrong and Getty. I thought that was hilarious. There you go. Yeah, might as well. Back briefly to the Vanity Fair story. They also say that the chief of staff, Kelly, is miserable Miserable. and depressed and only doing the job now out of a sense of duty. That's what they report. I could believe that's true. That that wouldn't shock me if that's true. Yeah, we've all had those gigs, right? Well, we've seen those pictures where he drops his head after Trump says something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very quickly, we've got a close call coming today. An asteroid is coming our way, and it is going to be a close flyby. NASA says the asteroid is going to zoom past Earth at a distance of only 26,000 miles or so. Why, that's about a ninth of the way to the moon. Yes. And it might even be closer than that. Yes, it's going to be close enough. An observatory in Hawaii is going to offer live streaming of the flyby. The show on sleuth.com, S-L-O-O-H.com, starts at 5 p.m. S-L-U-T.com? Is that what I go to? S-L-O-O-H.com. 
Is that correct? Slut.com, that's correct. It's going to start at 5 p.m. West Coast time. You might want to check it out. You know, it's things as big as a cruise ship. Yes. Are cruise ships 100 feet long? Yeah, they're longer. Longer? Yeah, whatever. They say it's about 100 feet long or so, and it's going to be whizzing at a mighty rate of speed. Close enough to mess up your hair. Exactly. Indeed. (laughs) Done. (laughs) There it was. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong Getty Show, the voice of the West. Might actually interfere with the Cubs uh, Nationals Game 5 tonight from Nationals Park. It's Armstrong and Getty Sports. My God, if it's Cubs-Yankees in the World Series, it will be insufferable for the fans of any other team in America. Cubs, I'll put on all my gear. Come on, we'll be the good guys. Dust off that Ryan Sandberg jersey. Anybody else ever make fun of Rhino in front of me, you bastard. Uh, Anybody else in America? (laughs) Oh, it'll be brutal. Um, so at least it's not the effing Red Sox. Of course, World Series between the Yanks and the Red Sox. That'd be something. Trump has truly torn up the Constitution. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. today defended movie producer Harvey Weinstein amid allegations of sexual harassment, saying that she feels very bad for him and she doesn't think it's right what's going on. At which point her friend said, Lindsay, that's a manatee. Was that I didn't a get visual that. joke? I didn't get that. Was that a Harvey Weinstein's a big fat guy joke? Yeah, you're, yeah I think that's what the... Or Lindsay Lohan's drunk joke? I think it's she's not that bright and he's fat and oh, kind fat. of vanity-like. Okay. Uh, there was a joke there. Speaking of Harvey <laughs> Weinstein, maybe next hour, Seth MacFarlane has come out and explained why he made the Weinstein joke he made at the Oscars show in 2013. And he is pissed about it because he had a friend involved. Mm-hmm. So we'll tell you about that later. And he took what he considered the best shot he could take, I guess. Yeah. Which ain't much. For guys going around raping people, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the many headlines in the dizzying, dizzying times we live in yesterday was that the Boy Scouts announced plans to have girls. (laughs) Um which is really an amazing change, setting off a debate uh, where girls better learn how to be leaders, et cetera, et cetera. Isn't there a Girl Scouts? I'm there, pretty sure there is. I've eaten their cookies. There is absolutely a Girl Scouts, and my understanding of it is that the Boy Scouts said, well, yeah, we'll have girls now be in Girl Scouts, or in Boy Scouts, rather. Girls will be in Boy Scouts, but it'll be an all-girl troop of Boy Scouts, Okay. The Boy Scouts who are boys will be with boys, and the girls who are Boy Scouts will be with girls. Is there some sort of, this is just a better organization, so we won't be part of this? I don't actually know much about Girl Scouts. Uh, you know, I don't know. The The Boy Scouts organization said uh, their official clap trap um, was said... Uh, I don't understand why we can't have things that are for boys or girls or men or women anymore. Because gender is a social construct. I just don't get it. Yeah, I know. Um, I know for the 1% of you that's a really complicated issue, but for everybody else, can't we have boys and girls stuff? And then we'll deal somehow with the 1% who, you know, have 
variety of, you know, I don't know which I am or all that stuff. Right, we'll have smart people make decisions on it. Oh, but which reminds me. But we have to do away with everything else. Bathrooms, Boy Scouts, everything else. Yeah, gotta tell the story about the smoke in the kids' school and the rest of it. You just gotta. We have no time. Next Um, hour, maybe. Yeah. But uh, the Girl Scouts are kind of pissed. They're saying, we've had 105 years of supporting girls and girl-only safe spaces. Uh, We are blindsided. So much of a girl's life... Uh, where she is in a co-ed environment, we have so much research and data suggests girls really thrive in an environment where they can, you know, be with girls, blah, blah, blah. I, I will tell you this, and we got an email to this effect, and this absolutely echoes what my daughter told me, uh, Delaney, who's off at college now. Girl Scouts suck. As a kid, I was really into camping, volunteer work, other general all-American activities with Scout ideals. But in the Girl Scouts, my main activities were selling cookies, arts and crafts, and being sent to elderly homes to sing and visit with them. These activities didn't hurt my childhood, but even as a kid, I could see myself being forced into a box. And my daughter said, the Boy Scouts are over there camping and canoeing and shooting arrows and the rest of it, and we're not allowed to do these things. It's ridiculous. I did all those things. So there needs, it was fun. there needs to be some sort of evolution. I'm not sure having girls and the Boy Scouts is the answer. But remember, these are private organizations competing for people. Sure. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 